You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 125 and my name is Clark from 5cardguys on Instagram and 5cardguys.com. Co-hosting with me today is John who is back this week. He is trade you at recess on Instagram. But this week it's Hyung who's busy tonight. So filling in for him is, yes, the podcast fan favorite, our good friend Will. How's it going, Will? Hey, hey, I'm so happy to be back. Nice. <laughs> There's nice. no sarcasm always... in my voice at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a little late, so I'll, I'll give you that. But it's always good to have you back, Will. And, uh, and especially today, in particular, with our hobby headlines topic for today's episode, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about it. But before we get into that, off the top, we knew it was coming when Fanatics took over the licensing deals with the NBA and the Players Association, as well as acquiring Tops. So, of course, I'm talking about, if you haven't heard already, the news as first tweeted by Shams from The Athletic. He seems to get all the scoops now, even in the card world. Um, his scoop is that Fanatics is launching basketball cards under its Tops brand beginning next season, the 2023-24 NBA season. So I guess this means we can expect to see Topps Chrome Basketball next year or next fall. And um, yeah, do you guys excited about that or or what? Woo! I am excited. Sure. I'm very happy yeah? about that. I, I know, Johnny, you you, you collected Topps Chrome. Or was it Topps oh, Finest yeah. exclusively? S- sadly, during the Kobe era, it was Topps Finest. Right. <laughs> that's like you, one you of the one, one of the biggest regrets of my life um but yeah top score i'm a huge fan nice so can someone expl- last- yeah can someone explain the the hype here like what why is this such big news is it does to- well i mean do they have a license for the upcoming who, when, when tops yeah when tops comes out when when's the, when does the license kick in um oh that's a good question oh is it gonna be unlicensed i don't know like it it's this is seems seeming like such big news, but I mean we've known this this has been coming for a long time, so I don't know. Maybe Do is, is it is it because it's unlicensed? Well, that's that kind of changes things, right? If it's a tops basketball product that's unlicensed, I guess I guess Will doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> if if you guys heard of uh, past episodes of this podcast, uh, Will um, expressed his love for unlicensed product, but. For me, that kind of changes things. Yeah. Hmm. I j- well, well, I just Googled. Find- yeah, it okay. somebody Googled like, it. looks like it's coming back. Because hmm. we, we've been talking about, I mean, we knew Topps Chrome was coming. Um, so I don't know what the big hoopla is about the announcement, unless it's not licensed. Well, I mean, it was... Th- I guess we say we knew it was coming, but like now that it's kind of official, maybe that's what people are excited sure, about. Sure, fair, um, fair. And you know, it's been what, 2008, 2009 was the last year that Topps Chrome Basketball was. So that's over a decade. Yeah. So, um, you know, and we talk about like how nice Topps Chrome, especially the refractors, I'm looking forward to seeing Topps Chrome refractor basketball right. cards again with, with upcoming rookies. Like, I mean, 
can you imagine how much a Wemby Topps Chrome Refractor rookie card will go for now? A pretty penny. It'd be crazy. So, huh? Yeah. Okay. So now I'm like, if, I'm a little bit stumped. Like, yeah. Whether it's, I assumed that from the announcement, it's got to be licensed. Me too. Um, but I will say, like Topps Chrome, I or Topps, like I love Topps basketball cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a lot of Topps. Uh, basketball because their last year of production was 2009-2010 and that's right. uh, DeMar DeRozan and Steph Curry and James Harden's rookie class. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I'm a huge DeRozan fan and collector. So I've got DeRozan's Topps cards, his um, Topps Chrome. I have his Bowman 48. I love the simplicity of those cards of that set mm. that year. Um, I also love that the parallels back then, I mean, who knows if this is going to be the case moving forward with Topps basketball, but back then it was like Topps Chrome has base not out of 999, refractor right. out of 500, gold refractor out of 50, and a super refractor, and that's it. Yeah. And then if you go Topps paper for 2009, it's a gold out of 2009 and a black out of 50, and I think a red one of one yeah okay. and then that's it and like i love that i also am not a fan of panini cards like panini prism cards i hate right. i hate so much that border like what is that border <laughs> it's not right. prism shaped it's not panini shaped <laughs> it's just this weird amorphous shape that takes up 30 to 40% of the card sometimes. Like, did you see the most recent? I want to say it was like the UFC release. And it's like no, the, I haven't, but... the action picture is so small and the border <laughs> is like 50% of the card. I hate that. Um, so I'm excited for Tops to make basketball cards again. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just more excited yeah. that Prism hopefully won't be the norm. So <laughs> it was a blip in the history of sports cards. Yeah, that's when I was out of the <laughs> hobby anyway, so it's like it never right. existed to me. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But you know but you know what? Like do you honestly think tops chrome or tops are gonna keep the number of parallels or refractors, sorry? No, of course to that, not. Yeah, you know, it's, it's gonna be a lot. There's oh, gonna yeah, be a lot, of right? Of course not. There's gonna be frozen fractors and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever crazy factors they come up with. Oh, man. That's true. So, are you going to collect DeMar DeRozan? Tops Chrome 2023-24? You know what? If he comes back to Toronto, then I would definitely collect that card. But I I generally don't collect um, like my PC players in other jerseys. Gotcha. Yeah, like I, I, I PC Hyunjin Ryu... I have his rookie cards, but mostly I'm looking for him in a Toronto jersey. So, right, mm. yeah, fair. I hope to see like you know the iconic LeBron Kobe tops Chrome. You know, like had they had some iconic photos. Yeah, you know, like action shots. Hopefully, they could bring some of that back somehow. Right. Um. In this in this updated tops Chrome, um. Hopefully, it's licensed. But yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Right. Cool. All right, let's move on now to hobby headlines. So like we teased at the beginning of the show, I have a feeling Will and John and myself, we all have a few things we want to say about 
um, about this topic and of course it involves grading and specifically it's about the whole Beckett grading scale fiasco. I know that riled up a lot of hobbyists and collectors especially on Instagram where I'm, I spend most of my time on just to see what the hobby news is and uh, yeah in a nutshell they proposed Beckett proposed the BGS 9.5 gem mint cards that had either a min gem subgrades which is at least one nine subgrade and uh, the rest either 9.5 or or 110 or uh, a true gem subgrades which is all 9.5 subgrades uh, they would no longer be considered gem mint but instead become mint plus with the number grade staying a 9.5 right but for current bgs 9.5 gem mint cards that had one or two 10 subgrades well they would still be gem mint but the number grade would change from 9.5 to 10 okay you might have to replay the last 15 seconds of what <laughs> i said <laughs> or or just go on go on the social media feeds go on back it and you'll see what what the, they proposed the gold label pristine and the black label pristine would stay the same so that's simple enough so i, I don't know where to start with this I guess we could say initial thoughts. You know, what did what did you guys first think when you first heard that this was what Becca was proposing before they retracted all of it? Yeah. So I I remember when it came out, and I think I posted it to our WhatsApp group, and I was like, "What is this hot garbage?" Yeah. And uh, I think like John's reaction was like, "Oh, it seems pretty good for the hobby. Like I I kind of like that they're doing this. Is kind of what we were talking about." And yeah. like I, I don't really disagree with John that often. And it was kind of late at night. And I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna have to just like blast, like just send so many messages in our WhatsApp group, waking everyone up talking about this? And then like I think it was like ten minutes later, John's like, wait, wait, I actually looked back on it. This makes no sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I think you missed the part where it's like quad nine fives yeah. are no longer gem mint. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I had well a... initially they had the quad nine fives becoming a ten. Yeah. That, that yeah. one photo. Yeah. That I guess they had a booth set up at the Mint Collective, and that's what it said, right? Like the quad nine point five or the true gems would be a BGS ten. Yeah. So I was totally psyched for that because I got a couple of true gems, but then. When they modified it again, I was like, okay, now now I'm getting screwed. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, like I when I heard it, I thought it was the worst. And I thought the whole ordeal was just so embarrassing. It mm -hmm. was kind of like um I, I really love The Office. I think most people do. You know, there's that right. infamous episode, Scott's Tots. It's like you can't really watch that episode <laughs> yeah. without feeling so much cringe and so uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. for what michael scott is doing and that's <laughs> right. like what i imagined the beckett employees were going through and dealing with at the conference can you imagine they're at the oh. conference and yeah. their higher ups their bosses are like yeah we're gonna launch this new program new grading system it's gonna be awesome and then like maybe they were like i don't know about this but what can they do they're just <laughs> the grunts on the front line and then for three days or however long that whole the, the Mint Collective is, they yeah, yeah. just have to stand there and smile and just get so much garbage thrown at them. 
Yeah. Like I felt I just feel so much secondhand embarrassment for the people who were working <laughs> that week. Oh man, I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No, John, what did you think? Other than initially liking Yeah. <laughs> so so what happened was uh Will we were away last week. We happened to be uh, right, vacationing right. at the exact same spot, so Will and I actually completely ended up, <laughs> unexpected. Yeah, we ended yeah. up hanging out together, which was hilarious. Um, but I had like completely committed to like turning off my phone and and not being on social media and stuff. And on the drive home, right before like getting on the long road back to back home, obviously I see IG. It's kind of blowing up, and I see Beckett, and it says new huge announcement. Beckett going to like the, the the 10 system and i was like in my mind i was like yes this is what i'm talking <laughs> right. about like we've been talking about this forever and then yeah, the first thing i did when i got home was our chat group was blown up and and you guys were mentioning it and i was like i think this is a great idea i mean this is what i've been talking about and i saw so i go on ig look back and I see it's like nine five nine five nine five nine five ten, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I see why people are receiving hate." <laughs> right? Because you, you know, like the the thought process to me was correct. They just executed very poorly, right? So, yeah. like number one, why would you have three nine fives and then make a ten? Like logically, even to like a five year old kid, that doesn't make any sense. How could nine fives make a ten, right? <laughs> and, right. and then they play the like just kidding card and then they make one of them turn into a 10 so that there is an actual 10 there visibly to make it a 10 which, which doesn't make of, sense still which doesn't make sense still yeah um so the <laughs> right. whole thing was just like it i mean the word fiasco is probably correct um and then on top of that like they pulled what they pulled last year with the, the oh hey guys check out our new slabs just kidding. After receiving like <laughs> instant hate, so they do the same thing again. They go, "Oops, just kidding." Um, yeah. You know, we're gonna pull. We're gonna pull back on this. So, man, I have so much to say because I think the, the you know everybody should know this. The nine five, their grading scale is is basically the same as PSA ten, right? The nine five is mm-hmm. a ten. Like PSA has. Um, certain forgiveness for each of the quadrants of grading, right? So, like, the corners don't have to be absolutely mint, mint. Like, it could have a little right. bit, and that qualifies as a 10. And the grade, you know, the, the center, you guys know, centering has to be 60-40. It doesn't have to be 50-50. So, that is Beckett's 9-5. But if it happens to be flawless in one area, then they get it gets the 10. So, I've always said it, it, it sounds so much so gimmicky, but making the nine fives into tens. And if you do want to be different than PSA or SGC and you want to differentiate the 10, then call it a 10 plus or call it a 10 flawless or or whatever, what you got to call it. But the idea to move to the 10, to actual physically, like visually putting the 10 number, for me, they should have gone with that and they still should do that. Um, But they Mm -hmm. executed it poorly. And, my bit amongst all of this and and you know people don't talk about this fact my biggest gripe to beckett is as a corporation when you make such a big big decision like this and i mentioned it in the chat group like you know stand tall to the the corporate decision you make even you know like again this Mm. this instance it was it was such a fiasco that they really pulled back 
But this is like two, three times they've done this already where they make a big announcement and they pull back on it, right? Like that it just makes you guys as a company that look really, really foolish. Like if you're going to make a big decision, stand behind your decision and go through with it, right? So yeah, it's one of those things I understand they had to pull back in decision because it, it was just so poorly executed. So I get it. But man, the next time Beckett makes a move, like if, if they're listening... Stand behind your decision, like make that decision proudly and stand behind it and go through with it because I think it just looks so much more foolish that you back out. But, you know, I understand yeah. they're, right. they're, they're receiving as much hate as they are receiving. They are still receiving a lot of empathy in this situation. So it's, sure, it's that's true there too. is some silver lining. It did kind of work out. At the end of the day, I think they're going to go ahead with it, probably modify it a bit. And we'll talk about the different proposals that are out there right now in terms of what Beckett might do right. uh, with the feedback. But um, yeah, when I first heard about it, I, th- I honestly thought it was an April Fool's joke because it was an early April Fool's joke because it came out March 31st. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're playing the long April Fool's joke. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> They're going to play it out and then say, it's gotcha after a couple days. But, um, but then, yeah, I was kind of flabbergasted to tell you the truth when I realized it wasn't an April Fool's joke. This was uh, actually something legit they were trying to do. And I, I, I read some of the comments. Like, there are people out there that still think it was a, an April Fool's joke. <laughs> like, they're, like, they're, they're like, you know, people are getting riled up and then these guys are saying like, take it easy, buddy. It was an April Fool's joke. I'm like, no, no I don't no, think no, it was. No. <laughs> you know? I, so. I actually love that we as a community, like people were like, hey, man, just just take it back and pretend it's an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which means, hey, we the community, we actually know that you yeah. weren't doing an April Fool's joke, but we are willing to accept and pretend that you were to save you guys' face. Like, let's just all pretend that this was a joke. <laughs> like, that's so ridiculous that we were so willing to do that for yeah. this company. Hey. Yeah. We care about Beckett. I want Beckett to succeed, you know. And yeah. and uh, when when uh, when I thought they were going to go with the Mint Plus, right? Um, I I told you guys in the channel, like my take on True Gems being undervalued was my worst take of all time. <laughs> if that's what they did, yeah. but thankfully they retracted, and uh, we'll see what they do next. That's but yeah, crazy. It's, like how can they make a True Gem downgrade down to a Mint that's, Plus? Yeah. Like, that's the so I have so many thoughts, like not just the Scott's Tots kind of shame and, and cringe, <laughs> but it's like if you watch that Instagram video from the I don't, I don't know what his position is, but he's like really high up and he's like, we've been working on this for months. We've been <laughs> engaging with the community. This oh, is that was a, like, like the, head of the chief vision. Officer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's like. We've we've done all the research. We've done all the work. And it's like John's yeah. saying, like, then how could you flip-flop three times in 72 hours? Yeah. Like, mm. you ob- like to me, it highlights either incompetence or you're liars. Like, you didn't actually do the research. Because how mm. could so many people have a problem with this? Right. And, like... You know, for me, I enjoy writing. I didn't always enjoy it as a kid, but when I got to university, 
I really fell in love with kind of the art of writing. I took a bunch of courses and stuff. And one thing I really enjoyed was writing persuasive essays. And when Mm. you write a persuasive essay, you're trying to convince your audience of your thesis statement. And so you do that by presenting your best arguments, your strongest arguments, to convince uh, people to side with your position. But you also spend time refuting arguments that are uh, counter to your position. Sure. So you yeah. you have to cover your weak spots, right? I don't know how they didn't cover their weak spots. I don't know how they thought, hey, you know what? We're just going to drop Min Gem and Quad Gem Mints down to Mint Plus and it'll be okay. If they just didn't do that, if they just said, hey, we've made these all 10s, then I don't think anyone would have cared. I don't think anyone would have had any problem. So the fact that you said that you worked on this for months, you're either lying or you are so incompetent as an organization. Like, that's the thing. Like, it just... And then now, like John says, you're spineless because you just (laughs) flip-flop. Lose-lose. It was definitely a lose-lose, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't play into outrage culture where we just, like go crazy on whatever is trending and whatever and we're just like pretend to be outraged and so like i'm not like outraged by anything but i'm i'm genuinely confused as to how somebody hasn't resigned or somebody (laughs) hasn't been fired for this level of incompetence like yeah like if somebody in my company were to screw up this bad i'd be like listen buddy i have no choice like you right. screwed the pooch like yeah you know like yeah yeah it was a big mistake for sure it was a big mistake and uh to your point i think the major outrage was that the fact that min gems and uh, um accounted for what what was it 85 percent for gem right? min, yeah. like quad gem quad uh, nine five and min gems that's crazy 85 percent right? of your gem mint cards are now devalued like and that's hence crazy. the outrage. Yeah. Hence yeah. the number yeah, Scotty, of collectors. Scotty saying, B was pissed. Like, yes. oh, I, I didn't pissed. see Scotty B's video. I gotta check it like, out. Yeah, he came out with a video like, the same day. He was saying, so like, angry. He's wow. like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is like so many of the people who gave feedback and like these hobby like uh, influencers, they're yeah. all like, guys, we like you. We want to use you. <laughs> Stop screwing it up. Like yeah, I've yeah. I've never seen like you said, John, earlier, there's so much empathy for them. But like I've never seen so much empathy for a company that has so much ineptitude. Like Yeah. Totally. It's, it's wild. But That's the uh strength of the brand, I think, right? Like yeah. I, I saw also in comments like What's what's the guy's name? Doctor James Beckett, the guy who started it all. There's like nostalgia to that brand, and people don't want to see like, you know, it's see a falter to mm-hmm. this level, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, a lot of forgiveness, I guess. Yeah. Going, for Beckett. Going back to that April Fool's thing, you know how like a lot of uh, influencers and comments are like, oh, they should have just made it an April Fool's joke and let it go. Mm-hmm. This company, they could not afford to make this an April Fool's joke. It would have made them look so stupid. Right. So so amongst all of this craziness, I do give them kudos for coming out quickly after the backlash and making yeah. a corporate statement that 
based on the feedback they are pulling back, you know, it is a kind of like a um, tail between the tail. You know, tail between the legs kind of thing, right? Um, but kudos for them. Like th- this, they 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 took the they took the licking like a champ, and they they made a statement. So that part I give them credit for because the previous year with the the uh, the label, <laughs> mm-hmm. they did do like an April Fools. They they sent it out. It looked official, and then after the backlash, they quickly tweeted out or Instagrammed like a little message saying. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but this isn't actually the the new slab, <laughs> right. you know. Like it was just it was just a test to see how you guys would react, and clearly you guys reacted negative, so it's not a real slab. Like, see that that would just make you look like a clown. And if they did that again in this instance, you know, it would have been over. So I, I do the I do give them <laughs> amongst all of this craziness, I do give them a bit of kudos for coming out and making a statement. But then it sounds yeah, like every year they're just testing a new way to screw up the same thing like like, like that for the one last year it's honestly like it's so cringe because it's like when you're in middle school and you're like talking with like a girl you like and you're, you're too scared to really confess your feelings so you're like oh hey i like you and then they're like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like you." And then you're like, "Ha ha, I was just joking." Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so sad and desperate. Yeah. I'm not saying was... I did that. I'm just saying, like that's that what sounded it's very like. personal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think no, everyone does a good. Yeah, like analogy. it's like that's just like you don't do that yeah. as grownups, like as adults, you don't. Well, and especially as a corporation. Yeah. It <laughs> so. was a prank. Like, all these prank, like, YouTube prank videos and whatever. Like, that's not... You're not... You're not a prank video. You're not punk. <laughs> right. you're, you're supposed to be a legitimate business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're learning a lot. And, and uh, you know, to John's point about them coming out early, I'll give them credit for that, too. And... Mm. The latest update as of as of today is that I guess if you go on their account or Instagram account or their any of their social media, there's a link to sign up for a survey. So they're soliciting feedback now. Uh, I'm sure they'll get a ton of uh, surveys that are filled out. And I think I read somewhere that they're looking to have limited focus groups as well. Uh, you know, people are saying they should have done this in the first place, but whatever, they're doing it now. So I'll I'll let that pass. Um, so we'll see what comes out of it. But I guess speaking on those lines, I'm curious, what do you think they should do? Like, I don't know wh- where to start. There's a couple of, I guess, alternatives or, or proposals um, to modify what they initially had. And uh, I don't know if you follow Spinotron, uh, his Instagram account. He writes a ton about the hobby. He's actually very insightful, I find. But he suggested a version that was um, as follows, and, and I hope this is clear because it's harder to kind of describe it on a podcast um, platform. But uh, the black label and the gold label would stay the same as Beckett initially proposed. Um, but the Beckett Gem Mint cards that have one subgrade of 10 would be BGS 10, right? Um, instead of 9.5, but it would be classified as a Gem Mint Plus. Okay, so that's a new classification Spinotron's coming out with. And then the quad gems, the true gems, would stay a 9.5, but it would be classified as a gem mint plus as well. 
So you got this distinction between BGS 10 Gen Min Plus and BGS 9.5 Gen Min Plus. All right. And then all the rest, the Min Gems, you know, with the one of the nine subgrades, they would just stay what it is now, BGS 9.5 Gen Mint. So there will be, he's essentially saying, take out the Mint Plus because that seemed like it'll, it devalues it. So you keep the base what it is now, BGS 9.5 Gen Mint, which is the Min Gems, but everything else has this Gem Mint Plus classification. And the difference between a Quad Gem and one that has a 10 as a subgrade is the number grade. Thoughts on Spinotron's suggested version? Yeah, so when you when you posted this in our chat, like potential ways to solve it, that's essentially mm-hmm. where I ended up as well, just imagining how I would do it. Uh, except I would make whatever's gem mint just carry over to a 10. It's okay. kind of weird, right? Like you'll see what one nine and three nine fives. How does that equal a 10? Um, you know, if you go on BGS's website and you look at how they grade things it's super convoluted it's not clear you think it's just like oh they add all four subgrades and then divide by four and it's like the average but it's not they have different ways that they grade and different weights and all this stuff so it's already a convoluted system so let's just keep it super convoluted with (laughs) with the way that i had uh resolved it so let's say you have um you know three nine fives and a nine it's a min gem like we call it mm-hmm. a min gem. You you make the grading system out of 38. So you know, four nine fives equals a thirty-eight. Right? Right. So with one nine, you're at thirty-seven point five out of thirty-eight. That rounds up to a ten. Like it's like point nine. Right, right. Point nine uh I can't I can't even find it in my notes. Oh yeah. It, it averages or it uh, ends up being 0.986. That rounds up to 1.0, a 10. If you have um, four quad gems, nine fives, that's four nine fives out of 38, you have 38. So that's a 10. So on and so forth. Um, so I think like you just make the grading system the total out of 38. And then, right. you know, it requires everyone to kind of be like, <laughs> hey, we're all going to agree to this. But we've already agreed to the ridiculous grading system that BGS has come up with. So just yeah. do it like that. And then what happens after that is like when you have 110 with the 395s, just call that, like we call that Gem Mint Plus. So if you mm-hmm. average it, it, it rounds down to a 10. Um, but you can differentiate it just like how we've already nicknamed it Gem Mint Plus. So I think anything right. beyond the quad nine fives, you just call it like Gem Mint Plus, Gem Mint Plus Plus if you have two tens and two nine fives. And then three tens and a nine five is um, pristine and four tens is black label. Like we as collectors, we already understand that Min Gem is worth less than black black label yeah but right. it's a lower value than everything else but yeah. don't change it to like oh all of a sudden it's not gem mint because what that does is it devalues your your whole like grading system and your cards in comparison to the other graders now don't get yeah. me started on how stupid it is <laughs> that I could have a BGS 9.5, which is gem mint, and a PSA 10 that's gem mint, and an SGC 10 that's gem mint, and all of a sudden, like, 
one carries less value and one carries more value because that's stupid. Because, (laughs) like, if I order pizza, when I go to buy pizza from Domino's or Mm -hmm. our Canadian Pizza Pizza or Papa John's, I don't care about the box that it came in. The box is (laughs) irrelevant, right? The box just tells you, hey, this is pizza, and this is holding the pizza. That's all I need my grading company to do. (laughs) So I don't understand, like, you know, we've already talked about this to death about that. So letting go of that, like getting back on topic, if BGS just kept keeps all their 9.5 gem mints as gem mint, then nobody's upset. Everyone's okay. And we Mm. all understand there are different levels of your gem mint in how we value them, right? Yeah. I don't think it should be the case, but it is the case. Because like you said, John, PSA 10 doesn't mean that it's 10s across the board. We don't know how they do their subgrades or whatever, right? Yeah. So how could just don't change your gem mints or your min gems to non-gem mint. It's just stupid. And I have tons of min gem cards, so <laughs> I'm also <laughs> invested not... <laughs> financially not... in this stupid grading system. So yeah. Yeah. You know what? I kinda like that, but it does make things a lot more convoluted, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's so not, I don't know. Like we all we already go like, okay, there's black label, there's uh pristine there's gem mint plus plus, there's gem mint plus, there's true gem, and there's min gem. We've already come up with labels and nicknames for them. So yeah. if the whole community is like, well, this is how we classify your grades, why would you not just adopt and adapt that like to your grading system? It makes no sense. Yeah. You know what? I, I'll play devil's advocate there for a second. Like, I think... Yeah, collectors that are that really know the Beckett grading system, we all know this by heart, right? But I wonder if Beckett wants to get more, wants to streamline things more, just so the occasional hobbyists just kind of can pick it up. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to know PSA ten is better than a PSA nine. But one thing I don't, but. one thing I don't get about PSA grading system is the eight point five and the eight. You know, like why do they yeah. not have a nine point five? So that's another podcast episode altogether that's psa just cheating the system because they want more 10 so that their grading (laughs) is more valuable like yeah like i'm annoyed that sgc has 9.5s like oh like it just ruins (laughs) so many of my cards but like you're saying playing devil's advocate like they're Mm -hmm. trying to make the system easier but if you look at their original plan it's like no they were not trying to make it simpler they they had a plan to make four nine fives equal a ten it's like that is not just like you can't just show that to a 10 year old and say here this makes (laughs) sense that that kid won't get it so it's already convoluted keep it convoluted yeah i wonder if um you know, maybe there's this transition period, right? So let's say we use the Will Choi calculation to figure out these quad gems get bumped to a 10, you know, make it out of 38. But then you re, when you re hold it, like re slab it, um, you change the, you change the subgrades to match the 10. You know, like if they're going to change the grading scale, just like, you know, don't even give 9.5s anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, moving forward, 
you either get a nine or 10 and just simplify it that way. But we have this transition period where we have a lot of these older slabs that are in BGS 9.5 gem mints. Use your calculation to see what gets bumped to a 10 or what gets bumped down to a nine or, or stays, I guess, what, what it is. But um, but I think I think if they, they just got to get through this transition period of of getting to where I think they want to be, which is essentially a grading system very similar to PSA, a nine or a 10 and no 9.5s, right? But they got to figure out what to do with the current 9.5s, which there are a lot of, of course, right? So um, I think that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Uh, I, I like your analogy of the pizza, but the one thing I will say is like the pizza quality, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's pizzas that I'd rather eat that, you know, like, uh, okay the boxes are fine right like the boxes are the same they're all made of cardboard but i'd rather have you know uh a pizza nova here in canada than a pizza pizza right yeah. so not all pizzas are created equal that being said but the card grading said, company did not yes, make that, the cards <laughs> the pizza companies go, make the pizza no right. you know what i'm gonna this is what i'm saying that 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 being said like the quality of grading between PSA and BGS and SGC, like we don't know. For all for all we know is it's all equal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we have this idea that PSA grades more strictly, but is that really true? I don't know. It could it could be true for some cards, but overall I can't say that's the case. We just for some reason value PSA graded cards a lot more than the other ones. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah I got feet on. Both sides of the fence it's, at this point. <laughs> to me, for me, it's for me, it's very simple. They just have to figure out a way to get their min gems into tens. That's it. Make your existing mm. base like whoever's holding on to a Beckett slab and is holding on to a nine five nine five nine five nine a min gem. Make that into a ten and make your eighty percent customer base completely happy. The trolls and everyone outside is gonna make fun of you. And they're going to have comments regardless of what move you make, but make the existing Beckett users. Exactly. Number one, go, go to the 10 somehow. And number two, yeah. make sure the min gem becomes the 10, the one that's the main. The Min gem is the one that's really getting hammered in terms of value, right? Like it's just continually losing value because people want to see now, they want to see true gems and they want to see true gem pluses and stuff like that, right? So make that into a 10. I don't know how you're going to do that, whether it's going to be, you know, now you can't go away from your grading system. So maybe you hide the grades on the back and it's nine fives and in the front just says 10 or you, you, you know, quote unquote regrade and make everything a half grade bump up. So nines right. are nine fives and nine fives are now tens. And that makes you a 10. And I don't oh, know if you have you to gotta go... make tens into a 10 and a half. Otherwise right. everything so... <laughs> becomes black label. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you have to go to like a, like what I was saying, if you have to showcase like a, like an actual true 10 as a 10 plus, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's the answer, but the min gem has to become a 10. That's the bottom line to me. And I yeah. think if you make yeah. your, your customer base happy, that's the positive you need to get the ball rolling for a company. So the, for me, I, I think it's a pretty simple, and you know, I don't know how you're going to exactly yeah. execute that, but that's the move that has to happen. Well, we, it's, it's better it's, to do it that way, right? It's better to do it that way than, um, and make all your min gem holders happy 
then um, I guess what you're saying, well, the tens become ten plus or ten and a half, <laughs> and that'll that'll devalue everyone <laughs> that has black labels. But who cares? There's only a few of them, anyways. Yeah, right? it's like one so. percent. Who cares about the one percent? Make make the one percent uh, no, black no. label holders upset versus the eighty five percent ninja holders. No, no, upset. the black That's... labels become BGS elevens. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> everything gets bumped up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna say something, Will? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. There's just so much. There's so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope someone from Beckett's writing this down this is gold i feel like we got the solution <laughs> that's right? the thing three guys who do we this, did it guys we just, did it who just have a whatsapp <laughs> chat and a podcast <laughs> came up with the solution and your head of marketing was making an instagram video that went out to like millions of people and said we've worked on this for months and months like no no you have not so <laughs> I think they fell in love with the idea of Mint Plus. They're like, yeah, Mint Plus is it sounds good. I think we got it. And then they're just dead wrong. Yeah. There's a dead wrong for you. <laughs> so uh, I, I actually filled out the uh, form to be part of the survey and focus group. So we'll see. We'll see if they reach out to, to me at Five Card Guys. But um, I'll, 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 uh, everything we said here, I'll take it to them. Um, if I'm if I'm part of that discussion group, but uh, yeah, Beckett, I guess they they initially said they're going to announce something the week after, but I don't know if that announcement was the fact that they're coming out with a focus group now and just kind of delay the process. Yeah, but... I would just get quiet real quick. <laughs> right, yeah. not a not a bad idea. I saw you know what though I saw some post that someone was like, "Hey, they introduced a new pricing structure." for Beckett grading and someone mm-hmm. was like why wouldn't you make this your big reveal like why would right. you why would you do this other thing that just enraged <laughs> so many people like it's just yeah. like yeah so many questions Maybe they gotta drop so the pricing many. or something as a goodwill goodwill gesture to the community well that's that's the other thing too right a lot of people are saying like uh, there are a lot of issues that Beckett needs to take care of first, and this is probably not it, you know. Um, so anyway, I, I think this is a big deal, though. Once they get it done, I think it will actually be good for Beckett. But like you guys said, they got to figure out a way to just get through this transition period. So um, last question before we go to the next segment. What are you guys doing now with your BGS slaps? Like, is there anything you can do with it? Like, are you like for me, for example, I got a couple min gems. I'm posting them up and trying to sell them as fast as I can. You know, like I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I just kind of want to be off of that and then just kind of see where things fall. And then I'll get back into the BGS graded card market. I remember what I was going to say when you asked me a couple minutes ago. Yeah. I think Min Gem is the play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Because people, okay. like if BGS comes out and like, yeah, you know what? We're going to make Min Gem like uh hmm. 9.5 mint plus people are still gonna be really pissed so they're gonna have to bend and say like hey min gems are tens as well so maybe it i don't know it doesn't increase value though because a min gem is still a min gem like people don't value it as much as the other ones but unless they do what john was saying you know just bump all the subgrades of 0.5 and then it just yeah. becomes a. Uh, 10 be just that's a, be just 12.5 yeah, i think uh <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the thing that I was toying with was just actually um, crossing over to PSA. Because mm, like, right. I have a really beautiful true blue rookie autograph tops chrome Boba Shat. It's It looks amazing. But it's a min gem. And I'm just like, you know what? This will probably get a PSA 10. And the value jumps significantly. So... Mm. I think I might that's be a, doing that's that. That's a play. Yeah. But if it doesn't... Yeah. It's a PSA 9. Yeah. And then a month later, you the, the announcement comes out that all moon gems <laughs> are going to be 10s now. <laughs> and like, oh, shoot. Cross like, it back. Cross it yeah. back. You cross it but back, like, you people... get a BGS 9. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets worse and worse. Yes. And then I like accidentally cut the card and drop it on a corner. It's a BGS 2. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like I don't know. I forget what I was gonna say. Just, I've lost so, so much you, energy talking about yeah. BGS. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. This is a good talk, and uh, we'll definitely revisit it once an official announcement is made. All right, let's. Uh, our next segment we're calling "Grumpy Old Men." So this was actually an idea both of you guys suggested, and I know you're trying to remember what you guys said exactly but john why don't you explain the best you can how it came about and what we're doing for the segment (laughs) will and i were uh, chatting one time recently and we were complaining about certain things in hobby and we started poking fun of ourselves sounding saying that we sound like grumpy old men complaining (laughs) about the hobby and will had a brilliant idea said hey we should make this a podcast uh segment and i was like okay let's bring it up to clark so here we are a bunch, of, a bunch of old men that are about to complain about things. Yeah. So Well, I so feel yeah. like we just did that with the previous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I joked that it should be uh, grumpy old man versus COVID collector. So like the people okay. who came into the hobby during COVID versus <laughs> right. grumpy old men. And I'm kind of in both camps, but I'm definitely a grumpy old man in some things. So, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I thought this would be a fun segment too. Like this is just uh, a general catch-all where we just complain about the hobby, yeah. and then we, you know, absolutely know that we probably sound like grumpy old men, um, as the segment title suggests. So, um, you guys got any? I could go first because I, I really got, got one. But um, and this probably will make me sound like a grumpy old man, man. <laughs> but uh, um, my question is, why do all breakers have to be so damn loud? You know, like, yeah, like that's just the way that they're, they're and they all speak yes. the same way. They kind of oh, like, that follow. Was, yeah, you're taking one of mine. That That's that really totally. You one know, of, it's yeah. like, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Justin Herbert. You know, like it's just like constant hits <laughs> yeah. are just like sirens. It's like, you know, it's it's a little much. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. that's what I got for the segment. You know, yeah. um, I actually I wouldn't mind, you know, I, like a low key civil break. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like Pac-Man. Yeah. I just I yeah. Like this is this is this is truly gonna make us sound like old men because break because <laughs> breaking is something new and it, it definitely mm. appeals to a lot younger people than people our age, For right? Sure. So we are truly like we're gonna get hit with the okay boomers like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm with you. I think my to add on to that, my thing that I get really annoyed about is for some reason the anthem for every breaker is either saying let's go or bang right. they all have to oh, yeah, say yeah. bang or let's go that's why i appreciate 
you know, Pac-Man breaks, he, he does it pretty quietly. He'll be like, whoa, yeah, whoa this is different. a great card. Or even the, the, <laughs> the dudes in Australia that, that says like, oh, we got a big boy. Like, at least they're doing something different and not saying bang and let's go, right? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there I, you I go. find it quite annoying. I, I'll, be, uh, I'll be in. I'll be on my rocking right chair on the porch, just <laughs> raising my fist. I uh, toyed with the idea that um, you should do like an ASMR breaking, like ripping. We <laughs> just hear the the packs crinkling, mm. and then you kind of whisper. And when you hit something amazing, you actually get quieter. So, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times I'm watching these rips on like YouTube or whatever while I'm doing my normal chores, like doing dishes in the evening or whatever. And I just like I have my headphones on and then they just yell like like you guys said, let's go bang, whatever. And I just get annoyed. <laughs> but how amazing would it be while I'm not looking at the screen and I'm focusing on the dishes that I'm cleaning. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, why don't I hear any sound? And I look over at the video and like the guy's holding like some amazing one of one super fractor. I feel like yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but that is so grumpy yeah. old man. Like it's <laughs> too loud. You should you guys should try being quiet. That's that's a way to do it. Hey man, there's there's some merit to that because even for the value of your card, when the guy has screamed bang like 11 times, I'm pretty sure yeah. my the card is pretty wet from all your spit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like I've seen, um, what should we call it? Uh, oh, there's a famous guy on that cracks open Pokemon cards. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, I think it's uh, Lionel or Lionel. Yeah. And he's trying to pull like the first edition Charizard. He opens up like a whatever, like a five thousand, ten thousand dollar box, and he hits the Charizard. And the first thing he does in his excitement, he doesn't say a word, and he puts it in a sleeve and a top loader, and then he proceeds to scream. Right? At least yes. he's like, he knows he's yeah. not about to spit all over the card, right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, breakers going, let's go, bang, and, just, and they're like yeah. gripping it in their fi- like their hands. Yeah, and like it makes me nervous. They're flexing because they're like trying to show off their muscles, and they're just like, <laughs> it's like you could damage that card, like just. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we're not meant for breaking. Hyung is listening to this podcast, just laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, you guys got anything else, or is that is that good for our grumpy old man segment? <laughs> I I got one. I um, okay. I get really annoyed with seeing the same image across multiple products. Yeah, like the same same like. So if you have like I don't know like a, a Cade Cunningham rookie card, and he's like bas- bouncing the basketball, and then oh, it'll right, be right, like right. a prism prism rookie, and then you'll see the optic one, and it's the exact same image. <laughs> yeah, it's like guys, come on, like. Or John Morant bat bouncing the basketball. Literally, that is in every... The same photo shoot is in every one of his rookie cards. Or Kevin <laughs> yeah. Durant standing with the ball behind his... On his waist. Like, yeah. they have used that pose even in multiple years of products. Like, mm, yeah, That's a good one. It's a, it's a bit of an <laughs> annoyance for me. So one of the um, Facebook groups I'm a part of is the Lewis Robert... Um, card collectors group you know because we've all invested way too much money into him (laughs) right and uh, there's one guy in that group who listed a 2020 tops opening day lewis robert card and it's Mm -hmm. apparently an ssp like you can't it's very very hard to hit the only problem with that card is it's the exact same image as the 
the flagship, flagship. like the, yeah. the mm. base. So he posted it for sale and it's like he listed it for like 200 bucks and people are just laughing at him because it's a $3 card in series two. Right. But and so people don't even know that he's posting this SSP card. They think right. that he's just trying to pedal some base card for 200 bucks. <laughs> and I'm just like, and that's because they don't use, they didn't use a new image. Like how is your SSP right. the same image? It makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense for sure. Come on. S- smart up. All right. <laughs> you had a good one. Well, you were saying off air. Yeah. Yeah. My grumpy Facebook. old man is mostly Facebook related because mm-hmm. selling on eBay from Canada is a hassle. Sure. Um, and so I like to try and buy and sell off Facebook groups as much as possible. But one of the problems with Facebook is, and John, and this is what spurred uh, John and I, like our, our idea about making this segment, is just like you will scroll through so much garbage, like people just selling <laughs> base garbage, like 25 cent cards. And I'm just like, first of all, I'm like, why are you trying to sell a five cent card for 12 cents? Like, don't even waste your time doing that. Like, it, it can't be worth your time. But anyway, I have to scroll through all of that garbage. And finally, I'll find a card that's, like, decent. But I'm either at work or with my kids or doing something. So I got to I gotta go back to that card later on in the evening, like, while I'm lying down in bed, neglecting my mm-hmm. wife. I, <laughs> I, have to, I have to find that post. And you can't find it. Like, it's just right. gone. Yeah. It, it hasn't sold. It's just like you can't you scroll and scroll and scroll yeah. and you can't find it. And I'm just so annoyed. And sometimes you can do like you can search in these Facebook groups, but mm-hmm. the search function is not it's not sure. comprehensive. It's not meant for that. Yeah. yeah, it just does not find the cards that you're looking for. So that's my grumpy old man one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good one yeah. too. It's so funny how um we have certain grumpy old men complaints about the 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 new hobby and uh there's there's layers there's there's generations of grumpy old men because i I might have shared this story before but i walked into like a local card shop um and an older like a really we're talking like senior citizen i think he must have been like in his late 70s walked in and he wanted to buy um one of those boxes that you put cards in right Mm -hmm. and they're traditionally what 90 cents or 75 cents or 50 cents it's the ones that hold like like you were talking about last week, Clark. Like the ones that hold like seven hundred cards. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there talking to the poor worker, like a young kid in the back, and he buys one, and it was like two dollars and fifty cents, and he's just going off like, see this, <laughs> see here, son, this is what's wrong with the hobby. Two dollars and fifty cents? Are you kidding me? This is what's changed about the hobby. I want to just walk in here and I want to buy a pack. For 90 cents, I can't even buy a pack anymore and I can't complete my sets. And yeah. now these boxes are costing me $2.50. It was a funny exchange. That's definitely layers to it, for sure. All right. Uh, I like this. We'll do it again. We'll do it again uh, when Hyung's back. And I'm sure, uh, well, Hyung's generally an optimistic guy. So I don't know if he'll have anything to contribute to the grumpy old man segment. <laughs> but uh, we'll just, we'll, you know he's what? We'll too, save he's the too seg- diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? We'll just save the segment for when Will's on next, right? This will be a reoccurring <laughs> thing for for when Will's uh, as a guest host. <laughs> All right, let's finish off the show with our regular weekly segment we call 
pick one. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, this is when we pick two cards or two sets or two players and we each debate which one we would rather invest in. All right, so Hyung's not here who usually starts things off, but John, you want to start things off with yours? Yeah, so in, or, I don't know if I've done this before, but in honor of grumpy old men, we're, <laughs> our 1v1 is going to be remove one of these forever. Sticker well, autos, okay. sticker autos, or non-game used relics. Hmm. Okay. For me, it's a. I get. I don't know if it's a matter of personal choice, but I hate sticker autos, but I hate non-game use relics even more. Yeah. So, so get rid of those, and you know they don't hold any value, right? Like the worst part is when you get tops series one or you know any of those hobby boxes that guarantee one hit in quotes, and it's either a relic or an auto. Like if you get the relic, you're screwed. It's worth nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so it's like, it's like that. You can't even say that's a hit. They they shouldn't even do that anymore. Right, you got to say yeah. autos are hit or auto patch patch autos are a hit. But yeah. you just can't have a regular non game used patch as a hit. You can't classify those as hits anymore. So, so yeah, easy for me. I'll live with the sticker autos, but the non game used relics, oh, just garbage. Yeah, like I understand why sticker autos have to exist. Because you can't get every player to sign, like on the card itself, and like there's geographical limitations and that and all this stuff and time limitations. I get it. There is no excuse for not, <laughs> for these patches that they come up with that are non-game used. Like what are the like? What do they call it instead for baseball? It's like um, uh, player. player. Player worn, player, player or event event worn, but mm. they don't even guarantee that it's the same player that wore it. Oh, really? Yeah, I so feel the, like I saw the, the something. latest. Yeah, the latest. Um, the latest flawless has uh, not specific to any one player event or game what? or something like that. Yeah, so it's literally like wow. a Lamelo Ball RPA will be a jersey that they just pulled off a rack. Yeah, that's just yeah. Like, that's even more trash for sure. Yeah, yeah. dumb. I really, okay. I really hope Fanatics kind of fixes all this. So I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go the other way, and I, I'm with you guys. I hate, I hate pl- that, pl- you know, pl- event worn, player worn, non-specific. I hate both of them, but <laughs> relics in general. I think the appeal of relics. Uh, get patches have have gone down quite a bit like even if it was game worn and you got it as a as a hit it's not cool unless it's an it's like a, a patch auto like it has to have right. the auto to have val- value to begin with so i'm gonna go the other way because the three of us if we're chasing an amazing card or for any big time collector chasing like a huge grail card i get even more annoyed seeing the monster card of like triple autos of legends and they're all stickers or like you know like there's one i think there might be one kobe shack dual auto in existence and it's on card for kobe and it's a sticker for shack and it's still cool but oh man it just like it ruins it for me that ruins it it totally ruins ruins it. it so 
the 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 patches are you know like I think the appeal for patches in general have kind of become fairly stale. So I'm gonna go the other way because I think the stick autos for me get in my face even more because on the chase for grail cards, I just hate looking at sticker auto. Like a, I'm going, you know, I'm trying to chase like a, a Kobe auto. And every time I see a beautiful one and it's a sticker Kobe auto, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like it's a great, <laughs> such a nice looking immaculate or whatever card it is. And it's got a Kobe sticker auto. And I'm like, oh, I just ruined it. Like I'm not chasing that card anymore. Right. So for that reason, I'm going to say, please, please get rid of sticker autos and get everything on card. <laughs> Okay, I get that point too. Oh man, I Good like one. that point. I switch. <laughs> I'm convinced. I switch. <laughs> yeah, Roy in our WhatsApp chat group, that's his criticism. We always switch afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Will, do you want to go with your yeah, pick one? Yeah, my, my pick one is pretty simple. It's mm-hmm. uh, you can choose between color match parallel or jersey match but maybe at one qualifier will be it'll be jersey match but it's the ugliest parallel color (laughs) so in like in baseball it's like purple jersey match mike trout 27 out of 150 but it's purple (laughs) wow no love for purple (laughs) Oh man, if you put it that way, um, is that I think it would have been a. You know, if you just said refractor and his jersey number, I'll be like, "Ooh, is is it's yeah." But okay, I think okay, refractor jersey number. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I I. I think both, obviously, give a bump in value, and I think both, in the eyes of collector, you know, especially these kinds of cards usually and tend to end up. In the ha- eventually into the hands of a really strong PC collector, right? Um, so from a PC perspective, eventually picking up a card like this, for me, um, I prefer the color match. Like the jersey number is cool, but if I'm, you know, as a beautiful PC card, like, like you know, Will was saying, like a, you know, a blue Bobochette, auto refractor tops chrome flagship or something like that i think that is just such a more cooler piece to look at than a bobochette refractor jersey number it is cool too in its own respect but if you're if it's a pc card you're going to be looking at all the time it's up on your desk it's up on your display wall or something i think that you got to go with the color match so color match by an edge but both are cool pc wise hmm Okay, um, I have a different take. PC-wise, it's, it's a no-brainer. Color match all the way. Mm. So I'm going to go with color match. The jersey number thing, I think it's so stupid. <laughs> it is so dumb that it's, it has a, such a premium. You know, just because it's the number of the jersey. Who cares? You know, like, like uh, you know, if anything, then the first one, one out of 150, should I'll give a premium for that. You know, or fifty out of fifty, right? Or the last one, sure. Yeah. But even that, that's kind of stupid. You know, like it's just like it's just like uh, it's just one of the cards in the in the collective one fifty. If we're talking about purple, right? So, um, so I I just don't get the jersey number. Um, but that being said, like I just feel like 
the premium is higher on jersey numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as an investor, or as a flipper, I guess I would choose jersey, but I'm going to go with my heart in this case, color match. But like, I'm just saying jersey numbers are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I feel like people try really hard to sell you on the fact that it's jersey number. Especially, like, I've been watching, like, a lot of football content recently. Mm-hmm. And, like, low-numbered parallels are out of, like, like gold prisms. They're, like, out of 10. And QBs are all numbered, like, 1 to, what, 12? Like, they're all low-numbered. So right. that, like, everyone's like, oh, it's Jersey Match, it's Jersey Match. Like, that, that, that means nothing. It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I don't get it. I don't want it. <laughs> One guy was There's trying only, to sell yeah. like a Bobochet eleven out of like ninety nine, <laughs> and it's like, oh, like doesn't feel special at all. Like if I have to like really stare at the card, like really zoom in to see why it's valuable, it's not valuable to me. The eye appeal of just seeing that color match, like I think that's I think that's better. <laughs> and there's no standard. I was gonna say like if it's a gold and. A prism for football and it's only numbered to 10 right if the if the qb has a 11 jersey number like then what yeah, you know exactly. what i mean like it's pointless so anyway yeah all right <laughs> so it's a color match sweep all right uh, i'll end off with mine um so i have on one side the mike trout 2009 bowman chrome base auto uh bgs 9.5 Min Gem, we were just talking about this for our Beckett um, segment. The Min Gem, which recently sold for $8,000 US, versus Mike Trout 2009 Bowman Chrome Base Auto PSA 9, which sold for $7K US. So 1000 less for PSA 9. But I wonder for you guys if this whole fiasco with the BGS 9.5, not knowing where things are going to go, what, what are you doing? I'm going... Sorry, I'll go first. No, I'm going. Um, I'm going min gem. You know, they say um, buy the card and not the grade, but buy the grade. <laughs> 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 you know, BGS okay. min, min gem BGS. As much as people don't like it, and as much as it's not valuable, I think it's been well known that it is a play, and there is value to it because you could crack it out, um, and convert it or you know, for yourself, you're you're staring at a at like a mint, very mint mint card, right? So, I think that's the play, man. I, th- I think BGS is clearly about to do something, and if they do end up listening to the hobby, I will have to assume they're gonna keep to that ten grade scale at some in some capacity. Um, so I would put my money, especially because the prices are just so similar. That's crazy that the min gem has fallen that much that it's now nearly equal to a PSA 9. Like 24 months ago, that's that would be insane, right? So, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, I think the def- definite play is is on the BGS 9.5 min gem. Okay. Yeah. All I care about is which one is gem mint. BGS 9.5, that's gem mint. Even if it changes down the road with all the ridiculous shenanigans that BGS is doing, it was a BGS 9.5 gem mint. To me, as I keep looking at it, it'll always carry that. 
I don't understand how you can value a PSA 9 at BGS 9.5 levels. It makes no sense. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a BGS sweep. I, I was trying to see if I could get you on, on the PSA, <laughs> who, who's a PSA loyalist out of this group. But uh, Also, um, why are you loyal to PSA? They did nothing for you. Like, I don't I, get uh, it. I don't get these people. That... My oh, grumpy okay. old man journal? is coming out again. Like, <laughs> no. The entire episode is just going to be grumpy old men. Like PSA, <laughs> PSA, they they upcharge you. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that, we, we, <laughs> that's a again another different episode for sure. We can do on. <laughs> uh, Hyung would love to be here for that. I'm sure too. Because. <laughs> That's the only he thing has, he'll crap talk. PSA yeah. gravy. <laughs> he has to make a dig every every other yeah. episode about PSA. Um, yeah, well, the only thing <laughs> that could go wrong is BGS still hasn't learned their lesson. They're like, you know what? The min gems are going to be a nine. Sorry, guys. And then and then uh, and then this one v one will be wrong. But uh, yeah, I'm going with the nine point five gem mint min gem whatever you want to call it. Alright, um, that's it for this episode. The Grumpy Old Man edition of uh, Cards to the Moon. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate you guys listening in every week. And we'll have a brand new episode for you next week. And thanks, Will, once again for coming on. It's my, and, uh, yeah. my pleasure. Yeah, we'll have you on again soon, hopefully. Okay, see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.